be honest, we're going to hurt Liverpool bad inside Anfield. Okay, y'all heard that first. Chelsea are going to hurt Liverpool bad. <laughs> Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to another episode of the Extra Touch Podcast, where we talk about everything surrounding the beautiful game of football. I'm your host, Mamji, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Yax. What up, what up? Good to be back. Yes, sir. And I'm also here with Asan. Welcome back, you football junkies. You know why we're here. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> good weekend, man. It was a good weekend, man. Great. Great weekend, great weekend, great week with a, with a capital G. Capital G. I know you're excited for for Lukaku, but we'll get to that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, man, crazy crazy games. I think one of the craziest games was in the Serie A, man. Juve versus Udinese. And Cristiano Ronaldo scored a crazy header, 95 plus minutes, man. And he flexed in front of the camera showing his abs. But it got disallowed, man. That was just sad. It's kind of sad to see. It would have been a nice story. This is why we do not like VAR, to be honest. <laughs> First of all, let's just... I'm just going to blame the goalkeeper. I don't know what Chesney was doing. The goal... Juventus was up, what, 2-1. Ronaldo yeah. was on the bench. Came in the 60th minute. Okay. They passed the ball to Chesney. Yeah, and he he was playing with and the ball. And I don't know what... I don't know what he was doing. Crazy, man. Crazy scenes. And then, you know, we have our ex-EPL player, you know, De La Felu. Yeah, Darfell. You know, he actually pressured he actually pressured the goalie, took the ball, and then scored. And then VAR wanted to interfere. Right. But luckily it was a goal. But come on now, just a few margin. Like Yeah. You know, you know, and it's crazy how score lines don't determine what really happened to the game because some people were running were kind of running with this agenda that oh Cristiano got subbed and they drew. Like that's not even his fault, you know what I mean? But <laughs> that was a crazy no, game. No, he it wasn't his it was the goalkeeper's fault and VAR, like I hope that doesn't happen to EPL this year, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I like the new rules already, the the, the new changes um, in the EPL. Speaking of the EPL, man, Burnley versus Liverpool. Man, Liverpool just finished that with class. Uh, Sergio Mane looks like he's back in tip-top form. And Diogo Jota, man, he's giving Firmino a run for his money. I mean, I don't know who Klopp is going to... Is gonna prioritize, um, but Diogo Jota is, is he's I mean he's scoring. This is something that Firmino wasn't doing, man. Um, like last year. Uh, well, with with Firmino, Firmino and Jota, um, it's it's. I feel like the, it just depends on who they're playing on the on the day that you know, because Firmino is not a proper number nine, and you know Jota Jota will bang in goals. Jota is more of a poacher, um, but when it comes to more like creating I'll go with Firmino because I believe um Firmino Salah Salah will bang in the goals you know um Mane will get getting goals here and there yeah but I feel like on the more creative front I feel like Firmino gives them that balance right um that balance going forward because it always gives them that option you know option to create a pass or option to link up with with Mane and Salah you know going forward yeah. So yeah, so I think Firmino for me it's a better player uh, compared to Jota. Right, and 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 I mean they have a lot of people who get, who kind of provide these assists from from Robertson. Well, right now he's not playing obviously because because he's injured, but you know Trent Alexander Arnold, you know he really provides a lot of assists. So it's not like Firmino is the only source of, of assists for Salah and Mane, but you you do you you know you're you're right. He does create a lot of space, and he does also become this secondary threat. When Mane and Salah maybe try to miss a shot and well, rebounds and 
Yeah, he picks up he picks up second balls um, a lot too. Right. That's that's why I did say it does give them a, that kind of uh, balance because of Ano and Vabatin they do give the assists from the outside. Exactly. They create the chances from the outside. Yeah. So you basically need somebody from the midfield. Mm -hmm. You know, just in case if the space is not behind. Yeah. You know, you need somebody through the middle to create those chances to put in that that last pass. You know, to create the chance. You know. Yeah. I mean, Mane scored a beautiful second goal. And, and man, we gotta give Van Dijk his his credit too, man. That that goal started from him, you know, pinging the ball. I don't know about 50, 40, 50 yards. Good pass to Elliot, who found um, Trent drifting in, and it was a, it was a beautiful assist. Yeah, I feel like you know Van Dijk is is kind of slowly showing us you know his old self. What, what do you guys think? Um, I don't think uh, Van Dijk is back. Mm, <laughs> not one bit. I'm not gonna take it. You um, think it's too early? Two games where he yeah, it's way too early. They played Norwich and uh, Burnley. First of all, Norwich didn't have no defense, and they didn't have a threat going forward uh, as well. Yeah, Burnley, for the main time of the game, they're going to be pegged back and not offer much in attack. You can't give me one striker from Burnley or Norwich that's going to trouble Van Dyke. So the real Nobody. test, the, the real test will be when when they play more challenging squads. That's when we we will know when whether or not Van Dyke is back. Yeah. The real test is actually on Saturday because not only is he going to face Lukaku, yeah. we know Liverpool, we know how they want to play. They want to play high up the pitch and press the opponent and peck them out. Yeah. When they tried that last year, we played long balls and Timo Werner, even though he wasn't scoring goals, but he was making them drop back and, you know, actually giving club like, hey, should I keep on pressing forward and risk, you know, it was a double edge. It was a double edge game, basically. I think if they play so Chelsea. So, is going to have to. Hmm? I think if they play, if they play Chelsea, they'll lose the battle in the midfield, because like you know they have Keita, you know they really they, they lost Wijnaldum, who was a major piece in what they in in their structure and what they had going on, and I don't think Keita is a good replacement for 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 Wijnaldum. Um, I don't I don't I think it's gonna be a, a good a good uh, midfield battle, um, because probably Chelsea would start with maybe Kovacic and and Kante, and and Jorginho most likely no. Yeah. To, to be honest, yo, nobody knows. Like, we have three excellent... I mean, I mean, Kante should start, but... I, you know, Kante is going to start, so we don't know who's going who's gonna to partner Kante. No, Kante and uh, Jorginho did great um, in the Champions League final, and let's not forget last year when Kovacic just picked up form, he yeah. was doing excellent with Kante. So we don't know. We have no idea. But the midfield battle, man, Liverpool played with three midfielders. Chelsea played with two and two false nines, so I don't know. Yeah, Liverpool does play with with two midfielders, and you know sometimes the the left back or the right back do tuck into the midfield as well. Um, it's gonna be a good battle. But what I've noticed about Liverpool is they they tend to play the high line, yeah. Especially since Van Dijk is back. Um, but looking at, at at Chelsea, Chelsea do have pace up front. Lukaku definitely can hold up the ball, so I don't know if they will actually play that high line. Because do you I think, think if they do you think they're gonna start Lukaku over Werner, knowing that they, you know, Liverpool plays a high line? Oh yes, with Lukaku's performance today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. That, and I don't think you would sign a hundred million and and, <laughs> and, and actually you're putting the guy on the on bench. The bench you know? right? I don't, yeah, the Werner knows that he's lost his place. You right. know. Yeah. He he knows that. You know, maybe he could shoot for the the FA Cup or the Carling Cup, maybe. But yeah, Lukaku will definitely be starting. Uh, but there are certain games, like, especially against Liverpool, to be honest, Timo Werner is going to be the biggest threat. 
That's what I'm thinking. Space. That's what I'm thinking because it's space. Like, he's going to make those runs. Yeah, he's going to. Like last year, we didn't have Lukaku, but there was a reason why Liverpool dropped. The first 15 minutes, they wanted to play gung ho. Press Chelsea and Chelsea, we couldn't. Um, we couldn't play out from the back, but thank God Chelsea's not a team that's a slave to their philosophy. Uh, you know, Pep, no matter how much you press and no matter how much you win the he's ball, gonna stick to he's still going to play. Yeah, yeah, club is the same thing. But Chelsea, we started playing long balls. And what happened to Liverpool? They dropped. So it's going to be interesting. Right, but so when they bring in, when when Chelsea start with Timo Werner, you, you don't think Klopp is going adju- to adjust? I feel like they should they automatically adjust. I mean, we, we don't know, like, the first time we well, this is the second time I've seen Club struggle. You know, he had that you know horrible uh, last year at Borussia Dortmund. Last year they were struggling. Uh, had all those injuries. Uh, he 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 stuck to his philosophy. He didn't drop deep, even though he didn't have good defenders. He kept them playing high line. He stuck to his four three three. He just was just being stubborn. I mean, it worked. They finished fourth place, but it's Liverpool. So to be honest, nobody knows. He, I feel like he's gonna stick to his own playing style and to be honest we're gonna hurt liverpool bad inside anfield okay y'all heard that first chelsea are gonna hurt liverpool bad <laughs> i think that that's a hot take man that you know we might switch that for the intro but anyway <laughs> uh spurs too the spurs game was also pretty good new manager in in, in um, nuno and hurricane played hurricane played you uh, he he came in as a sub um he almost scored actually you know so I'm actually happy for him. I'm happy for Spurs. I feel like you know, there's been a lot going on in their camp. So this brings back some stability. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think Nuno Nuno is a very good coach. Um, I think he's is a little pragmatic coming to to games, but mm-hmm. with the uh, Spurs players that he has, the options that he has, I think it does give him the perfect balance. I think yeah. Spurs can become that defensive team first and then hit you on the counter yeah <clears throat> and i think they would they would match the energy if you look at the midfield they got players that 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 would put their necks on the line like that would go all out and i think just that gives them like the perfect like the perfect engine you mm-hmm. know to to going forward or to staying back on the low block you know i think i think is it, it suits them i think this Maybe it might be too early to say, but I do like the way they're playing. It's not too exciting, but I believe it will get the job done. So should 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 Spurs fans be optimistic about the future? I mean, Dele Ali had a good performance as well, scored a goal. Um, you know, he. I mean, he also created the, the, the opportunity, the penalty. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think uh, new coach. You know, if they sort out the hurricane situation, you know, and get you know get him to stay and get everything settled. I think, yeah, I think they will definitely be challenging for the top five. Yeah. Looks like he's staying this season. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. It's eight more days um, until the window closes. I mean, rumors had it. Uh, uh, Man City are preparing another bit. But, you know, remember Barber Tough? Remember what <laughs> happened? Yeah. <laughs> with, with, with the EPL, like, you, even the last minute, mm-hmm. even when your computer printer is broken, excuses. <laughs> Even <laughs> oh, did, did I say something one. funny? That's funny. Oh, oh what happened? Did, did a certain big club uh, blame their computer for a last-minute transfer fail? Uh, we weren't there. We can't. We can't say Manchester United. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> but you know, anything, anything can happen. But you know, I don't know. Just sell, sell Kane. Man City are desperate. Sell Kane for one fifty. 
Okay, <laughs> go get you, go get you City, players, bro. City's not paying one fifty for Kane. I'm sorry, they don't have that. Kind oh, of oh, yes, trust me, they're going to. They're, yeah, they're not they paying one fifty, bro. Um, what? Yeah, their next bid is gonna be one hundred and fifty. You think it's one hundred and fifty euros? His release clause is what? He doesn't have a release clause actually, but I think they value. Does no. it? That's release clauses are more popular in like Spain. In and Spain, stuff. right? Yeah, English people, yeah. they 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 set their own price. Right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yo, you know who who else caught my eye? Bergwijn. I feel like Bergwijn is like super underrated. Well, I, to be honest, I don't think he's underrated because some games he actually does kind of just wear off and disappear. He has a lot of energy, but I think he has a mad potential. I think in a couple of years, I'd say even a year, this this is his season to like show what he has in his bag. Bergwijn, I feel like out of all the, to me, he's the most underrated player right now to be honest <clears throat> his performance does not justify the fame he has like it, it doesn't make sense this guy he's gonna track back he's gonna be your second left back okay no matter what formation you play you want him to drop back he's gonna track the defender all the way to the throw line all the way to the flag he's gonna do that for you yeah. he did it with jose marino okay and jose marino loved it, and he never complained even when he was on the bench he never complained see i don't let's think say he came in for five though, minutes yeah no, he, he give me one give me one time the uh, uh, media outlet talked about Bergwijn. The, well, okay, they they probably don't say much about him, but his uh, end product is a little bit lacking. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like with the EPL, we put so, such a high standard on on wingers and forwards that if your end product really isn't that much, if you're not giving out assists more than six seven assists a season, or scoring goals, you know you won't get you don't get that much attention or that that much credit. That's why I said I think he has a lot of potential, but I don't really, I don't think he's underrated. He plays for Spurs. What else can you get? If if Bergwijn was um, British, okay, he's gonna have this. He's gonna have the same cloud as Smith Rowe. He's gonna have the same cloud as Macy Mount before Macy Mount actually proved to the world that he he is what it is. Bergwijn is not getting the same respect. Like Berg, did you watch? Like if you watch the game today, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, like, yeah, even he, the commentator said it. Like yeah, they said, he's just underrated. Like he does everything you ask for a player. He's, but you're all right though. He that end, he, that end he product does goal. like scoring. Yeah, yeah the end product. But even, you know, even but, assists, but he man. does everything else. He does everything else. Like he can he can dribble past the player. He can track back. He can play defense. He can press. But that end product is somehow lacking, man. I don't see him. You know, when he gets there, I just feel like he doesn't know exactly what he wants to do next. Plus, he has a lot of energy. So, and when you get to, when, when you get to the box. You know, you need to be more composed than having a lot of energy because it's a lot of it's eighteen yards. You know, you don't you can't really do much. Right. I mean, I do agree. I agree with you there. Um, his end product um, is not that good. He has to be able to do it on a consistent basis. Yeah. And if you look at, it, he's been a Spurs for like what two years now. Um, he didn't get a lot of um, playing time. You know, I think on the Nuno, he will get a lot of playing time because of his work rate. Yeah, you know, Nuno tends to love players that have like that that good work ethic, you know. Yeah. So I think um, he will get a lot of playing time, and it's about him staying consistent and producing on a daily basis. I think if he does that, then I think he will he will get that that publicity that you know that puts him like right there amongst like the best wingers in the EPL. But he has to do it on a consistent. He has basis. to. Yeah, he has to. This is his season. I think this is a season to shine. But he does have to prove something, you know, something more. And City, man, City, Man City, another five nil trashing, man. That's, I feel like that's just kind of like what's what City do, you know? When City 
trash your team 5 0, you don't even get surprised. You're like, ah, oh, I guess, you know. <laughs> it's just another day to practice at Arena, to be honest. It's like when I, when I, when I, when I like, when I was watching the game and, you know, as a goal went by, I'm like, okay, let me go make some tea, you know. Well, okay. I see more goals. I, I'm like, I want to okay, say this, me, though. You know. I want to say this, though. All their first three goals were not great goals. They were very, first of all, the first goal was, a, was an own goal. Jack Grealish had no idea what was going on. The ball just hit him and went in. Went in. And Laporte's goal was re- really scrappy from a corner. So it wasn't like they were, like, really dominating Norwich. Okay, they were dominating Norwich. Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't like their goals were great from, like, a good, you know, setup play, passes here and there. They were greedy goals. They were very greedy. The last, I guess the last two, were to me, were deserved. But the, the first three goals were kind of like, eh. Let me, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Let's pretend you didn't watch the game. Yeah. And I come to you like, hey, Mom G, yo, uh, uh, Manchester City won 5-0. What's the first thing that's going to come to mind? I mean, a lot of things can go can can can, can happen in the game. He's gonna, be, oh, he's gonna be like, oh, oh, okay, they they completely destroyed Norwich. Like those sloppy goals, they're goals. Norwich, Norwich, uh, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. That's why those goals became sloppy. You know, yeah. at least they do. They kept it professional. Trash them five or three points in the back. And don't forget, <laughs> they lost last week. So you know, right now they, everyone's seen. Oh wait, snap! City can actually bleed. So we're gonna try to do some damage. So this was actually a good statement from Manchester City. Cool. Would you call it a statement, though? <laughs> Is that right? When when Sorry. United won five one first day, you know people like, okay against United like they're, they're back in the groove. But well, we played I against mean, they, Leeds though. Leeds are a very attacking side. The performance, side. bro. The performance. Yeah, the goals were all beautiful. Like they were all creative, and they all had something behind them. Can you? I mean, when 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 Manchester United play Norwich, they better score five goals. Yeah, you know what? I, we, we That's a conversation for another <laughs> day. Since they're a small team, when y'all play Norwich, I better see five on the score sheet. Right? Man, Norwich, they, they had zero shots on target. That was, they had a really awful performance, man. Like, they had one like shot. I said, when you guys play them, I want to see zero <laughs> shots on target. All I right. think Norwich will be the first team to go down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, absolutely. They have no steel at all. They're all kids, in my point of view. Yeah, it's a young team. Very inexperienced. But they'll learn. I, I mean, I, I hope they'll learn. But, yeah, they definitely look like relegation material. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, United, man. Let's get to boring United. Oh, my goodness. Man, that's a boring performance, man, that we had. This this just, you know, all the hype that we had, all the energy we had going into this game faded within the first 10, 15 minutes. Everything, pretty much. You know, Bruno Fernandez. sometimes I don't even know, like, you know, what to say. Because... I don't want to blame him. I don't want to blame the goal on him, but he, you know, he lost the ball and he's just stood there complaining. And these new rules, man, I feel like this, we have to adjust to some of some of these players have to adjust to these new rules before they catches on to them. Right, right. I mean, I mean, I, I do like the new rules. Um, to be honest, um, to me, I don't think it was a foul. Um, it wasn't. You know, I think maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he should have shielded the ball better. Um, because the guy did come to his side, I think he should have shifted on his left more, you know, to to stop the guy from from getting the ball. But yeah. but still, it was uh, United today's performance was um, it was it was terrible. We've seen a lot of these performances last season. Yeah. Um, even the Europa League final, this is what happened when half of the half of the team nobody showed up. You yeah. know, because today today I could point out. You know, maybe the hair, you know, uh, Greenwood. I think Pogba had a solid. And, a and definitely Pogba. Pogba. Pogba did have 
a good game. But besides that, I think everybody else was flat. Um, even after we scored a goal, I was like, all right, this is it. You know, we're going to go on and win the game. And it's yeah. like they took their feet off the pedal. Like everybody, it just became, you know, it just became slow again, moving the ball slow, we're being sloppy, missing simple passes. We can't connect simple passes. So it was just... It was just a terrible performance. And I think I think there's one thing that I believe Oli needs to work on. Yeah. I think it's his in game his in game uh tactics. I think Oh yes. I think sometimes he struggled to have that effect. I mean, if things are not going well, like switch it up, you know, switch it up or move the formation around, move players around, try to see, you know, you know, just take the risk. Yeah. You know, cause we're playing against Southampton. Like I, I believe, if you're playing a, a a team that on paper that you should be, just take the risk. Yeah. Just take the risk. Just move players around and just take the risk and go for it. There are a lot of times last season I felt like, you know, we took our our, uh, our feet off the pass uh, of the gas and we were slow in attacking, slow in passing, where we didn't really go for it. Because if you look at the Europa League final, if you look at during extra time, we didn't go for it. Probably we were like, okay, we're good at penalties. We're gonna, but look at what happened. Yeah. So we have to take the risk and just go for it. He's not a risk taker. Uh, Ole just doesn't give you risk taker vibes. He, <laughs> he looks like he's more risk averse um, than most managers. And 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 you know, I was watching uh, the post match for the the first game um, that that and and you know, people were pundits were saying it, it seems like he's you know allowing players to just go out and do their thing. But really, that's that's not that's not the case because if players get stuck, they really need a manager to change things up. That way, you know, things can get sparked in the middle, especially in the middle. And 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 even talking about the middle, holy moly, Fred! Why does United still have Fred? Like I I just don't understand. I I mean, today clearly shows that you know we did we do need a, a defensive midfield midfielder that's actually like good with the ball. You know that can handle pressure because Southampton can pressure high, like and Fred. Ah, Fred can pass. To be honest, like I was, I was, I was actually, you know, I, I was. I think I might be the only United fan that was like, yo, if if we can't sign Declan Rice, there is no need for us to go spend money somewhere else. You know, honestly, I was like, you know, we can, we can, because watching Fred in the Cup of America, he actually did okay. But then, you know, first game. He wasn't too bad, you know. He could have done better. He wasn't too bad. But watching today, yeah, I I don't think Fred should be playing at all. I really don't. The biggest frustration I think about the, the midfield is Man United having Donny van der Beek just sitting on the bench like, like he's stale bread. Give him a chance. Let him go in and start something in the midfield. He keeps it simple too. He he he's more like a to me, he's more like a like a Jorginho type player, but he does offer more. He keeps it simple and he keeps the ball moving. Right. Um, but I think we will see more of, of Van der Beek um, once Varane is established in the team because I think that Ole will forgo this two defensive uh, midfielders. You know, I think we'll see more when Varane is in the team and yeah. Ole can fully trust the defense because I don't think he trusts Lindelof and Maguire together. No, he doesn't. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, he doesn't trust that partnership 100%. Maguire had a bad so maybe game. when Varane... Yeah, even Maguire had a bad game today. That's what I'm saying. Everybody had a bad game today. Yeah, you know. But I believe once Varane comes in, he will let go of that um, two defensive mid. Um, maybe we we'll start with one defensive mid, and then we could have, you know, Pogba 
and Bruno alongside the defensive mid or maybe yeah. Van der Beek there push Pogba to the left, you know. We, we, the fact that we need to put Pogba on the left just speaks um, volumes in terms of the problems we have at United. Um, and, you know, Martial didn't have a good performance today either. Um, Greenwood was, was okay. He was decent. He, he scored a goal. And it was an equalizer. But they had no service up top. So I don't, I don't really want to blame Martial. I don't think... I mean, he def- definitely has a lot to, to, to prove this season. I feel like this is his comeback season. A lot of people love Martial. They like him, but... You know, you can only like players for so long. I feel like he has to now prove his um, prove his worth, right? But yeah, a lot, there was no service for the strikers today. Nothing. Right. Um, another good game though was the Chelsea versus Arsenal. That was, you know, that was that was a sad game for Arsenal fans. But you know, did they really expect much? They had a very young side. They had a very their lineup was very weak. You know, if you look at both lineups, you can easily tell that this game is going one way. I mean, not even the lineup. Arsenal did not come to play. Everything, nothing, nothing actually went that well for Arsenal. Like you gotta look like the first half. Um, I don't know what Arteta taught them in training because I don't know what type of uh, man marking they were doing. I don't know if they were pressing up the uh, pitch or if they were just covering shadows. It just, it just didn't make sense at all. Yeah. Their just their pressure was just terrible. They didn't even create chances. You know what I mean? Um, Mason Mount created three chances. James created three chances. Arsenal as a whole, you know, created two chances as a team in the first half. <laughs> that's the same. That's, that speaks volume. You know, you know, and I saw something uh, today that Arsenal's squad today, um, well, aside from Pepe, um, I don't think any of their players um, represent their international teams or start at least, start on their international teams. Any of their players. That's oh, a far, wow. That's a far cry from the Arsenal we used to know and fear. You know, and you, oh, I mean, wow. even last year, I mean, they gave the top four, you know, a run for their money. Actually, I think they won Chelsea on both occasions last season, if I'm not mistaken. They've always given Chelsea problems. Yeah, they've always had, you know, had Chelsea's phone number. <laughs> but no, these problems are actually recent. Okay, like these problems yeah. are new. When when we had old Chelsea with that swagger back, this this happened after Jose Mourinho's second season, which is yeah. when he got sacked, twenty fifteen or whatever. So this was Lampard after that, Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> Lampard yeah. Right. After that, after that, we just I don't know, we just couldn't perform against Arsenal. But now we have our mojo back, so that's not gonna that's not gonna be a problem. The problem is right now, Arsenal need to do something. They they now it makes sense why they spent fifty million on Ben White. Because <laughs> if you look at your back line, you're going to be desperate. <laughs> you're going to be desperate to get anything. So, you know, they went, you know, okay, Ben White. Is, okay, we, we're going to sell Ben White to you for $50 because he's better than every single literally center back inside Arsenal. I hate to say it, but I said it. <laughs> ben White, $50 million, too much money. Arsenal have but, bigger but, problems but, than Ben White. Their midfield literally lacks zest. Who, what is, who is, who is Granit Xhaka? What is he doing? Why? Why? Why you, did you even have a? Why did you even give him a contract ex- extension? Why? To sell him? To sell him and make money? Oh God! Who's gonna buy? But Sh- that extension okay. don't make tell, sense. Though. Tell me which team Shaka is gonna start start in in the EPL top top I six. Mean, Jose Murray, uh, EPL top six. He's not starting anywhere. Even in Leicester, he doesn't he have a play Fred's. a spot. No and way. Maybe Fred. He might. Over. He, he might Fred. I I think he's better than Fred. 
You think? <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. I think both of them I, might I mean, be on the same I, level. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like they're in the same boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah they're in the same boat. Fred is the better loser. I mean, I mean, uh, Zaka is. The, I think I'll take Zaka over. Okay, do, do you know what Shaka has better than Fred? And it's slightly better. It's not even like a, a lot better. It's passing. That's that's it. He doesn't. He, and he and and he stays in his position. He's just he doesn't move. He yeah. Plays for Arsenal. When you play for Arsenal, everything goes wrong. Like everything. <laughs> I promise you, if Lionel Messi went to Arsenal, he'd be like Nicholas Bedler. <laughs> no, Remember, not Nicholas. Oh, you, you, you think I'm kidding? You think I'm kidding? What happened to Peter Cech? I was like, oh my god, he's terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, Peter but Cech he, is terrible. <laughs> that was toward the, toward the end of his career, so you can't really. Uh, but towards the end of the, his career at Chelsea, he was still making saves, and then he he just left the following year, and then. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, but Ar- yeah, Arsenal have a lot to figure out, man. I mean, I think uh, Arteta got it wrong today with his tactics. Um, but he, I mean, it's it's kind of weird because second half they did they did play a little bit better compared to the first half. They definitely did. They definitely yeah. did. They 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 had a, some some chances from like Rob Holding. He had a a nice header that that really missed the the post by. A yeah, I thought inches. that was in. Yeah. They they did a, they did better in the, in the second half, but with Arsenal, I feel like that's always the, the story. The story is they are always this close to scoring, but they never score, or they never like you know. No, because not even like it's because they don't like cut. They don't like they don't um they lack a cutting edge. Yeah. Romelu Lukaku had more shots than the whole Arsenal team combined. He had four <laughs> shots, and one of them was a goal. He had more goals combined. Like, yeah. do you see what I'm talking about? They they wanted to attack when Chelsea where, when did when the damage was already done against a top team like Chelsea with a coach that knows what he's doing. You want to wait till the last 45 minutes? Come on, now that's that's close to that's a mountain to climb. You know what's interesting? I remember when we talked about like how Lukaku is gonna fit in Chelsea because they don't you know generally when you watch Chelsea we don't see the the number nine Timo Werner holding the ball up and literally Lukaku did right. exactly that to me it's just interesting how Chelsea switched up their style because I mean they had so much space today 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 they had so much space like yeah. Arsenal was all over mm-hmm. and they were they were they were, pre- they were trying to press high but their pressing wasn't coordinated because you know you have uh, Martinelli pressing up Saka pressing up but Pepe is dropping off you yeah. know, like they were not doing the pressing together, and Chelsea find it too easy. The one-two passes, mm-hmm. you know, then they break that press. It was way too easy. That's why, you know. And then, time and time again, you could clearly see that Tini was getting was getting oh crowded. He was getting over, sucked in. And yeah, and and the crazy thing was, not one time they fixed it. Yeah. Not one. The entire first half, it kept happening over and over again, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on? Like, is somebody gonna gonna call it out? Is Ateta gonna switch it?" But it didn't happen. And yeah. you know, once you go tune it down against Chelsea, you that's know, it. Yeah. that's it. You know, that's it. <laughs> the back eight, <laughs> right? They're gonna sit back <laughs> and hit sit. you on the counter. Yeah, they're gonna hit you on the counter. You know what? If, if if you go back to the game and watch that pass to Lukaku, actually, he actually wasn't by himself with the defender. There was a lot of traffic, but for some some reason, it went between. The, the the CDM I think Shaka was there at the other time, and I mean it was Lukaku and Mari. The, the Arsenal. Yeah, it was Mari. Mari, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, like Arsenal, they're not like you said, they're not well coordinated. Arsenal defense is um I don't I don't even know if you call that a defense, just by watching the way uh, Arsenal press. Chelsea when they're playing out from the back, they play with five people. 
They play with the two CDM and the three at the back. Yeah. And then their two wingbacks are high up the pitch and wide open. Arsenal, they weren't covering nothing. They just stood in the middle and just watched Chelsea play it out from the back. Yeah. So there was no organization. And then Mari, he was the only the only reason why Tierney was exposed countless times is because every time Kai Havertz or Mount drop, Mari follows. And one when Mari follows, um usually holding tucks in and then Tierney tucks in. At the time, as a coach, he's I think he's struggling like Ole, that in-game tactic. Like, he just can't – I don't see him just automatically just change a game with one substitution or one formation change. Yeah. I just think that the, the goals came in too early, man. 15 minutes, like, um, by 35 minutes, it was you, you were, you're 2-0 down against Chelsea. Right. It it was the, the man-to-man that, that gave that, – that, that where Chelsea won this game. Yeah. You know, just like Asan was saying, how Mary was following Lukaku everywhere. Yeah. You know, he basically, like, there are times that Lukaku will move towards holding position, but Mary is following uh, Lukaku there. So I was like, I was like, you need to pass Lukaku onto holding so you could, so Tini don't have to tuck in that deep. Exactly. Even even holding is stronger is a stronger defender than Mari because you know, it, on that foot race uh, inside the box. Lukaku just shrugged him off and he fell. It was he was nowhere to be found. Yeah, Lukaku Lukaku actually likes to stay on the um the left sided um the left sided uh center back. Yeah, he likes to stay on the left sided uh center back because of uh he likes to cut inside and, and shoot. You yeah. know, so so it's I don't know. I think Ateta needs to switch it. And I think Arsenal are going through a similar thing Man U was going through. Yeah. Where you had a whole bunch of players, but there was no leadership. There's yeah. no, like, a leader in the field that's, like, you know, yelling, that's raising the voice. You know, that character that will lift you up when you're a goal down. Yeah. Or, you know, would yell at you if there's, like, a mistake. So right now it's just, like... It's just vibes. It's just, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's just exactly. It's just vibes, vibes. for them. <laughs> I, I won't even call it vibes because right now dude, there's a lot of negativity going on in Arsenal. The fan yeah. base are not united. I don't know what the board is doing. Ateta is clueless. He looks like a clown in a touchline. Like do something, my guy. <laughs> not a clown, man. Like, like no, no. It, it, look at look at Arsenal, right? Do you think they could go toe to toe with Chelsea? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, way. you. They, they, there's no way. So why are you trying to go toe-to-toe with a team that spent like almost half a bill on players? Yeah. And you know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. He, he's clueless. The guy has to go. Yeah, I think Arteta is going to go. I think, I mean, he has a couple more games to, to show any. Nah, I think he'll be gone by December. By December? <laughs> all, this, all the sackings happen in December. Yeah. <laughs> That's the time to evaluate <laughs> your life. <laughs> but but let's be honest. Like okay, I know like they don't have the you know the best team, right? Or something a, a team that that represents what Arsenal stands for. But I also put a lot of blame on Arteta too. I just I don't think it's solely the players. I feel like they also need a, a fresh new manager, new someone who you know with better ideas on how to be more creative like, on like, attack. Like like Arteta said, as I quote, trust the process. So you, my friend, you're not a believer of the process. <laughs> I do not believe in that in Arteta's process. Definitely don't, man. So yeah. where do you think they're gonna uh, finish then? Just after the two games, and you know, you know, <clears throat> you know what's crazy? Arsenal probably have the worst record. Like right now, this is a record they're not since football started. This is the first time since well, f- the top flight started. This is the first time Arsenal has gone two games without winning mm-hmm. or scoring a goal. 
yeah. in, their, in their history. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's, they're actually in the 19th position. I mean, okay, it's too early, but... <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? They're, they're fighting for relegation? Yeah. They're fighting for relegation right now, man. You know, I asked I asked an, uh, an Arsenal fan, um, a good friend of mine. Um, <clears throat> I know he's going to be listening to, listening to this episode. Uh, but I asked him, where do you think Arsenal's going to finish? And he, with a straight face, looked at me and said, top four. <laughs> top I, you know, no, no. Did you did you see that 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 uh that fan on um Arsenal TV saying last year they could have won the Champions League? LL <laughs> Chat. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think he's, no, no, no. He said no, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, Arsenal fans <laughs> are probably the most loyal people in the in the world. If you're listen, if you're dating an Arsenal fan, <laughs> yo, he's I not going anywhere. I think just toxic. <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious, man! But we we have to look back at. Um, remember when they say Arsene Wenger couldn't? You know, Arsene Wenger was terrible. He had to go. He had to do this. Just top four. So now, yeah, just top four. So now, looking back, um, Wenger wasn't the problem, man. It's the it's the the, the board. Yeah. They they really need to invest. They need to invest and get good signings. Like go out there, like even. I mean, Leicester are losing all these players. They, you know, they're losing Vardy. I mean, I mean, they lost Conte, lost Drinkwater. You know, just losing all these players, but they're replacing them. I was gonna say, Arsenal Vardy's not going anywhere. Need, yeah, Arsenal need to do that because if they don't, they're gonna go further down. Yeah, they, I think struggle. I think there's 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 more more to just signing players. Um, I think also the coach, you know, the players the players have to believe in the coach's method. Yeah, you know, for them to be able to perform because I believe if they don't believe in that method, there's no way they're gonna perform. Yeah, that's just that's just because they'll be like, uh, I don't think he's a good coach. You know, you know exactly. I mean? And Arteta doesn't have that experience yet. Nor does he have a great resume that has titles, you know, on, on, under his belt. He's just a an ex legend who worked with Man City, that you know, and they had a successful run. But they're gonna find it difficult, though. They're gonna find it difficult to get good players in. They you will. Know? I think they will have to, they will have to go through through Europe and find like you know these other leagues find the, like the best players and just hope that it works out but the the guy that decided yeah for uh, is it Lokanga the, the guy in yeah. the middle yeah yeah he's he's actually solid he's a good player he's good yeah yeah he's he's he's, he's impressed me a lot uh, with these two games which is why i said i feel like they, this squad is something you can work with that can probably be a good top 6 squad i don't think it's like that horrible I mean, maybe I'm not seeing seeing them the same way as Arsenal fans because they're more frustrated than I am from someone looking from the outside. But this is, you know who you know who's also who might be available, Kamavinga. Because I just saw Fabrizio updated that um, he's not signing a, a, any long. Not for deal. Arsenal. He definitely <laughs> not signing for Arsenal. He's not going to Arsenal. Definitely. But they should be going. You can't have like PSG. You can't have PSG, United, <laughs> Madrid after you, and you end up at Arsenal. No, no, yeah. no. Those days are gone, bro. Those days are gone. You know. Oh, it's so yeah, they have to go to Brighton, yeah. Sheffield United. You know, Lokomotiv Moscow. Those are the type <laughs> of teams they can get players from. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Right, the major the major game today was was pretty interesting. Though. That was you interesting. Know, a lot of late goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good game. The standard in Spain has dropped. The world class players are leaving. Their best players are in their thirties. Who? So, to be honest, Modric. Come on, man. Modric. I mean, Benzema. You know, the the standard dropped. Right, guys. That is it for this episode of the Extra Touch Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you're not following. Please hit the follow button. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a grandma's friend.
to tell an uncle and a sister and a brother and and, and you know you, you know you you get the vibes <laughs> but yeah we'll be dropping another episode soon so stay tuned from me asan and yucks thank you for listening and peace out don't forget subscribe and have a good day afternoon evening morning whenever you're listening to it wherever you are <laughs> check the mic and make sure it sound right boys